Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? In and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that always chews gum while engaging in coitus. My name is Greg D. <laughs> I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're breaking out our shopping list and braving our way through crowds and robots as we provide a fan commentary track for the cult classic Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, let me remind you we're part of the phenomenally frightening Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes at Downright Creep. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your super savings hole. There it is. And we actually have a brand new podcast to the network. Yes. And I would like to welcome the From My Parents Basement podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Eric, Aaron, and Ghoulish Gary. Yes. Welcome to the fold, you guys. Mm -hmm. They are technically our neighbors from the north up there in Canada. So we will be having a good time with these guys. With those crazy Canucks. We'll be be engaging and we'll eat some poutine in their honor. Yeah. Uh, And I can't wait. We're uh, definitely going to try to have them on, uh, do a little cross-pod nation. And Mm -hmm. of course, next year... In yeah. the mouth of March Madness tournament, and we've had uh, Ghoulish Gary on before. So if you want to listen, kind of, yeah, it's go back to our. It's one of our Days of the Dead episode that mm-hmm. we did in Chicago last year. Yeah, and he does dope shit, and he actually blew our mind with some science with the Halloween poster. Yeah, do you remember did. that? And I swear, it's on my wall. It's my PJ Soul signed one, and every time I look at it, I see it. I cannot unsee it, and it's pretty awesome. Oh, and don't we have another new podcast to uh, the Phantom Media Rewind? The over at Boom Howdy. Oh yeah, that's over at Boom Howdy. Yeah, I know I, that's I, okay, but you, I, I believe you're part of that one. Is that I, correct? I, I believe I am too. So in case you don't get enough of, as you say, my dulcet tones, then um, yeah, check it out. We do recaps over Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, and Into the Badlands episodes. I so. just listen to I listen to your Walking Dead recaps, even though I don't watch the show. <laughs> it's entertaining enough that I don't need to, because <laughs> I get the fact that even the, um, the 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 Trevor guy that you always call Trevor <laughs> Stephen Ogg, yes, yeah. and the fact that even uh, Dustin at some has to go guys this is yeah explain <laughs> the grand theft auto reference there which i love <laughs> different podcast same genius <laughs> consistency counts there's something to be said for that uh, but this particular episode uh, that you're listening to will be dropping on november 24th black friday the blackest of fridays and it is no coincidence that we're doing that because we're actually hosting a screening of this very film chopping mall over mm-hmm. at tapcade and i mean what screams black friday than chopping Mall. I mean, you well, know, it was shopping this horror. Or Dawn of the Dead, but I didn't want to do a two and a half hour long commentary track. <laughs> and we're going to end on the gonk anyway, so. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Don't want a, the uh, the ghost of uh, George A. Romero coming after us for copyright. You guys aren't doing it right. <laughs> He'd be shifting his glasses at right, us and everything off. in between. It's not how they do it in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it in KC. Right. But if you are in the Kansas City area, make sure to stop by a Tapcade because this is such a fun film. Yeah. And one that I can't. 
cannot wait to play with it because I've never seen it on the big screen. Me neither. So, so I'm really excited for this. And the fact of the matter is it's so fun. And it's going to be late night Black Friday. So that's going to be great. So if you have survived, you know, the hordes that are out there. Yeah. And I believe you yourself said you're even going to try. I'm, I'm going to brave. The, I'm going to brave the Thanksgiving sales. Oh, you are sales. a braver man than I, Genius. Yeah. So, I, I, I mentioned it before. You're kind of my avatar. You go out. You go out in the world. And, and that's a back. good and a bad thing because tomorrow's going to be shit. Tomorrow, I'm not looking forward. We're live on the seed as people are being trampled <laughs> here at Target. I just can see you just knocking people out of the way. Kids, old people, doesn't matter. Remind me to tell you the story. I almost got kicked out of a Target on a Black Friday over a TV. And we'll tell it off mic because to protect the innocent because that old lady, she had it coming. I was going to say, there's an NDA there that you can't break yeah. at this point. She, so. ha she had it coming. Oh, good Lord. So, so we are going to be utilizing the uh, Vestron Blu-ray Blu for this particular one. Mm -hmm. And I, man, a shout out to Vestron because our gate commentary and our waxwork commentary. All came from Vestron. Yes. They're, they're killing it with the old school. They really are. Yeah. Um, they've And they've got actually two more that are coming out. They've got Class of 1980, 1999. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The sequel to Class of 1984, uh -huh. which is such a crazy, because you've got Pam Greer, Stacey Keats showing up. <laughs> Such Star a different kind of film. <laughs> and then you uh they also have Gothic coming out as well, which I haven't seen, but do you remember the VHS cover of that With one? That little satyr on top. E yes, and I, if I remember correctly, it's about Mary Shelley, isn't it? I that's just it. I've never seen it, but I know the cover so well. Okay, I I I know the cover and I remember renting it and like, oh boy, right? And then like being super bored because I think it's like a little a bit more thinking highbrow. man's horror type thing, and I'm like, oh, where's fast, the blood? Where's the boobs? Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Ah, there's a kill. Fast forward, fast <laughs> forward, fast forward. Boobs. Fast forward, fast forward. Well, that was a good movie. So it might be one to revisit. Now, yes. Now that we are in our elder stages. Yes. Now that we are, we're no longer. 12 year old now we, we're 13 i was gonna say yeah, yeah we, we really haven't really evolved no, that much that's unfortunately so. fast forward for buff blood and boobs. we'll continue to play <laughs> right that's hard right? ah, there we go but now we are in the dvd blu-ray so it's a little bit easier to fast forward yeah. now which is a lot so much better uh but this is also available on dvd in fact i think you actually had this as part yes, of that big there's combo. a big there's a big 10 part combo it's got waxworks it's got chud too it's basically arrow released it yeah and it's like a 10 pack of all their movies on like standard DVD form. So it's available out there if you want to, if you, if you can't get a hold of the Blu-ray, but do get the Blu-ray because this movie is dope. And it's loaded too, in terms of the special features. This is the, actually the first one they released for their special uh, oh, yeah. boutique their series. Their boutique ones. Yeah. So it's, it's been a blast. I've had it. So we are going to start at the very beginning. So hit press play and then pause. So we want to make sure you have a black screen. And if mm -hmm. you've got that concourse sign up already, you're a little you're too a little far. You're a little too far. Uh, but we are going to do a little countdown. Lethal weapon style. So we're going to do three, two, one, and play. Mm -hmm. So, Genius, are you ready to do this? Let's do this. All right, gang, get everything lined up, and we're going to count down. Three, two, two one, play. play. Well, welcome to this Nightmare Junkhead fan commentary track for Chopping Mall that won't cost you an arm and a leg in my fan commentary track. What do I mean, Genius? Attention, shoppers. We have no affiliation with Vestron, Concord, uh, Kelly Marooney, uh, or Roger Corman, or anybody who had any part in designing or creating this film. Now, interestingly enough, to start everything off with a, a fact that I don't think anyone knows, is this film came out in 1986. The very next year, 1987, Paul Verhaven gave us the classic RoboCop, and he was particularly inspired by this opening scene in terms of giving kind of that fake commercial mm. yeah that makes sense i'm totally bullshitting but that's the it first. looks right it <laughs> looks like 
Attention, you're under arrest. Do you, and I think it was in RoboCop Part Two when they actually had the uh, the electric one for the uh, for the car that were, were the you SUX. Yes, uh, but no, obviously that's not the case. But this opens up so just menacingly. Right off. It lo- he looks like he looks like a cross between Alfie. Remember Alfie oh, the I robot. I remember Alfie the robot. Yeah, Alfie the robot and Black Mantis. Oh, he does have a Black Mantis look, doesn't, doesn't he? Doesn't he look like Black Mantis? Meanwhile, at the mall. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Black Mantis shoots the criminal with a blow dart. So I guess uh, in terms of, do you remember the first time you saw Chopping Mall? I was really young, and I was like, this movie is great. Is It's goofy, and it's ridiculous. But the weird thing about it, it stuck with me, and I've always liked it, but I didn't like really like oh boy chopping mall until it came out again I'm like i haven't seen this movie in years and yet we watched it again I'm like this movie is still great and yeah here we are and i think uh, i'm the first time i ever oh i know in what's so this movie number one it's filled with so many easter eggs for genre fans mm-hmm. and i think what's ultimately what works really well with this is if you don't if you don't identify the easter eggs if you're unfamiliar with it it's not going to take away the enjoyment right. of the film but for people like you and me, this is like a Marvel Cinematic Universe of horror. It is because you have Mary Warrenov and Paul Bartel showing up here, eating Raoul, playing their characters from Eating Raoul, which uh-huh. you recently picked up, didn't you? Yeah, and it's great. And how does that does it still hold up? Oh, m- more so today. It's really? pretty good. And so here you go. So <laughs> there is so much to enjoy about this film because it really doesn't. It, this is a film that doesn't take itself seriously. No. It knows exactly what it is. And it plays to that crowd. Has an, the one in the middle has an unpleasantly ethnic, ethnic quality. quality. It's a goddamn robot. <laughs> Even These back in 1986, so folks, funny. people still had to. This movie is just so ridiculous. And like, oh, I'm telling you, I, I, I have this Pavlov, like you were talking about, like Mary Wernov, just that stern, attractive, like. That authority figure, unfortunately, if, and there's something about it, and I, I, I trace it back probably to Rock and Roll High School. Dr. Vader, man, Dr. Vader. I think that was my probably my first introduction, but I, honestly, I was watching a Suicidal Tendencies video for Institutionalized. Mary Warrenoff shows, shows up in up, that video. Right. Because she As was the actually, mom with the Pepsi. Yes. Yeah. And all he wanted was a Pepsi. Right. But she actually was really big in like the LA punk scene. And so for her, it and was Warhol, like, the Warhol days too. And then you get her showing up in all these genre films. I th- she is a, she is a gen- genre icon. She is. And there are so many genre icons <laughs> well, in this film. Even before I knew Paul Bartel and Mary Warrenoff, they were always that those two that couple you know that they're always together kind of doing just goofy things and the beauty of this is if you don't know eating raul it, it does not take away from right. anything they just happen Paul to be and mary yeah just happen to be in the crowd there and i would like to shout out this guy's little almost martin riggs-esque mullet that he's he rocking right there he is and mid 80s that's that was what it was now so this film came out in 1986 uh-huh. and i think the first time i probably saw this was on usa up all night yeah that sounds about right for me too and it was a, it took me a while to probably see it unedited because this is one of those films minus some boobs and a and, and a little bit of gore you it's don't have to take away much, a right. lot from and it works really well edited uh, but this film came out also in 19 the the same year as short circuit so we had this really weird run no this is number number five 
of these robots robots run amok. Mm-hmm. And so it really it combines a lot of the great things in the 80s. You get mall culture, which was huge, which and I don't know if any of our younger listeners can understand how, how prominent and important and that you went to the mall for for shopping. You went to hang out, you went for food. Even you if you for, didn't have a shopping agenda, you, you would went go to, to the, the mall. mall. It was okay. Now, shopping mall. So, such a great play on words. It's a great play on words, but unfortunately, it's so misleading because really, there's no chopping. There is no chopping. There's no chopping at all. <laughs> there's a lot of like electrocutions. There's a lot of stabbing. There's a lot of like darts, but really, not a lot of chopping. No. And if you grew up in the 80s and if you were a fan of genre cinema, this particular mall really stands out because it was used in not only chopping mall, but if you're a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, it shows up in Commando, mm-hmm. and if you're a fan of the teen comedies, it shows up in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, the pizza parlor thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, it, it is all. Over. <laughs> Come on, uh, that's I'm, comedy right there. That's comedy. And that I was, kid. I was a big fan of going to the mall. Uh, and again, even if now you know who that is. He's right going to end up in an institution. That's a little joy from Nightmare on Elm Street Part it 3. It is. It is. And just such a small little bit part there. Now, it does say Dick Miller as Walter Paisley. Mm-hmm. So this is another one that really pays it. Oh, you old people Aww. getting down there. The food court, of course, was one of the staples of any good mall. Yeah. Kill and bots. So this film was originally titled Robots. That was supposed to be an acronym. It changed to Kill Bots. They played it, and they did some test audiences, and they said for some reason it didn't work, but then when they changed it to Chopping Mall, as you said... It's fun. It's perfect. Everything falls into play with that. Oh, and there's the Zack Slater. I mean, the, the, uh, the Zach Morris. Zach, yes. Now, I'm surprised he's not... Now, this is back in the day, too. You, well, you could, could literally... have beauty pageants in the middle of the mall. Remember whenever you wanted to promote something, you'd do it at the mall. Like, hey, we're putting on a show next week. Here's a little preview. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Take the kids to the mall is what says on their sashes. <laughs> and then also, who, who knows? Maybe they're going to a Tiffany concert because, yeah. you know, you would find that... At the mall. And I think they are alone now. <laughs> but you got Ralph Sampson in the background with the Houston Astros little stand up. With the Casio stand. So good there. Now, okay, so we hear um, this looks like almost like a standalone restaurant, not necessarily found in the food court, which was What's kind ha- of. What happened, though? Because Big Al's at Indian Springs was a standalone restaurant. Was it? Yeah. Okay, and we had, and we're going to go into our own experiences, Mall, but here we have... And they have all Roger Corman movie posters on there. This this movie screams Roger Corman. Corman. I mean, it's got his a stable, it's got his sensibilities. And this guy and is like a dirty apron away from being barf. Barf. I'm glad you like my... Let me pull the out. I heard that. But here we have two... Genre icons, dare, I dare not call them scree queens. They deserve so much more of that. But Kelly Maroney and mm-hmm. Barbara Crampton. Good the, night, Martha. Good night, Martha. Two great tastes that taste great together, man. Dude. They're so they're so pretty. The, the, growing up with this particular film, it really cemented my crush on Kelly Maroney. Now, as an older fan, now it's for me, it's all Barbara Crampton. Yeah, just in terms of her body of work, no pun intended. But I this is actually coming off the. Um, Right after 1985 Night of the, the Comet. Comet. So, Kelly Maroney was on a mall roll. She was on a mall tour, if you will. <laughs> why? Okay, I asked, I posed this question earlier, but I guess we got to ask, why don't you think Kelly Maroney has gotten as big or as much love as 
as uh, maybe Barbara Crampton, Mar- Barbara Crampton, or some other, even Linnea, even some other genre actresses. Well, I know with people like us, they know Kelly Maroney, right? But you go outside of genre, and I would kind of even looking at her filmography here. She was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She was one of the cheerleaders. She was the one that was. We're so embarrassed to get up here, and that everyone kind of gives her shit. She had a nice little run there in the eighties, but it was, might be the fact that she kind of fell off in the 90s mm. it's hard to say but it's a shame and, because yeah. she was always she was always one of the best things in the film she was always just so cute and bubbly and just kind of like very optimistic even when shit was going down even like in like in uh night of the comet she was always the one great now where's the boy from age it's like even though while everybody is dying talking shit on mac tins you know daddy would have got us uzis right now here's what's interesting is we have technology run amok and all it comes down to lightning Lightning. God cares not for your technology. Hubris, man. It's always right? going to get you in the end. And the fact that the in uh, short circuit, you have... Now, I love you get pervy scientists here. Super pervy. <laughs> and the fact that in the 80s, everyone smoked. Yeah. And you could smoke anywhere. Anywhere. And, and you could smoke in the mall. Mm-hmm. You could... Shit. You could smoke around robots and it would be okay. It would be okay. Yeah, you could smoke in airplanes and... With hey, more robots, hey, dear. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> right, right in the kisser, right through the boob, and to not the exactly the grip he was anticipating while nope. looking at that particular one. There, uh, we also have what we uh, just in terms of the the diversity that you would find in a mall. You would get some good old fashioned furniture stores. Yeah, you would get pet stores. Mm-hmm. You would get the jewelry that you had at the very beginning. You get brown, you know, you get lost childs and lingerie that answered to Steve. And so we have kind of our three primary, primarily male characters here. Um, obviously gum chewing is beyond huge mm-hmm. in this film. And the fact I'll say, hey, hey, how's it going? Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. It's funny. <laughs> we will be we will be passing out gum at the screen yeah. of a chopping mall, so rest assured there. But saving it for the sex scene. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, of course. That's another thing in this particular film. This it's is so a, weird. It's all built around. I, in, it's an orgy. They're they're building up to have an orgy in this furniture shop. Are they not? They're, they at least want to have a party. They're hoping it turns into an orgy, but like. You know, like, hey, we're they're bringing food. We're gonna have clean sheets. We're gonna party in the in the and, <laughs> in the home department. Oh, it's in the housewares, if you will, right? With the nice linens. Mm-hmm. Well, this is definitely pants half off. It, <laughs> <laughs> it goes to show why you should indeed scotch guard anything you buy. Yes, from yes. Any from kind a chopping of, mall. Oh my god, because there's some. If it doesn't come in the plastic, then you're gonna need like one of those steamers. Oh, and Christ, you a doctor. I think that's actually where all the STDs came from in the eighties. Right. was just the furniture stores and the purchasing of furniture there. Crack and AIDS. It all started in the malls, in the furniture stores with the gum chewer. Consumerism, everything, all the downfall of our society actually stems from the malls there. So let me throw this out to you. Were you a mall rat, a la Kevin Smith? Yes and no. I was definitely a mall rat when I was young because every weekend I would be at Indian Springs. and then So Indian Springs was your mall. Uh-huh. Indian so Springs if we're getting was my ca- mall. We're getting regional here. That was on the Kansas City, Kansas side, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then when it went to pot and everything closed down because a couple of kids got shot, then like... <laughs> there was just, were, they, were they shot by robots? Was it anything yeah. along those lines? To pretty the innocent, yes, robots. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> when every, that girl looks like Maggie Gyllenhaal, but significantly better looking than Maggie Gyllenhaal. And she's good with the... She's good under the hood, yes. which is, you know, to your advantage. Probably better than Maggie Gyllenhaal. 
It's so weird, though, that you have a married couple that are going to be coming into this mall orgy. Right. Can't you just do your shenanigans at home? Well, no. I mean, variety is the spice of life, I guess. Apparently, that's always, even at a young age, I always thought that was weird. I don't know if it's an orgy just per se. They're just probably going to a party and then maybe maybe if it does run in an orgy, we'll leave or stay. I mean, maybe it's an eyes wide shut thing. I mean, I don't know. What's the password? Orgy. So... (laughs) I guess we didn't really get any good masks or anything like that, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's just. But it's, I was kind of a mall kid, and then when, as growing up as a teenager, I would go to Oak Park Mall. Not every weekend, but definitely, and you would definitely go to scope out some chicks. Scope I mean, the local babes. Mm-hmm, scope out the babes and get some food court, play some video games. Oak Park Mall was kind of my go-to mall if I was feeling saucy because it was the fancy. It was where the the rich white people went. It was. Give me a rich white girl. <laughs> <laughs> Eating really well there. But for my money, the best one was Metcalf South. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Metcalf South, because it no longer exists. Same thing with Indian Springs, they, man. It's it's down. It's no longer there. The rubble is... They even got rid of the rubble at this point, which is so sad. I know, isn't it? I've talked about Metcalf South. You've talked many a times on Indian Springs, but for me, Metcalf South was great because it had an arcade. Mm-hmm. It had a comic book store. It mm-hmm. had a toy store. It had a great food court. Did yours have a Camelot? We had a Camelot. Nice. We had a Spencer's. Nice. Which you always Bef- had. Before it turned into a porno store. Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say, that's actually where I would go and I would get my dirty posters. Yeah. Because it was always, always racy, but it wasn't. they didn't sell dildos like they do now. Wait, what? You're kidding the me. The last time I went into Spencer's, the last time I went in, they had like personal massagers and other sex toys. Wow. Yeah, like hardcore sex toys. Wow. Yeah. Such a different. Man, I, we were talking about how dirty the 80s were but i guess they have nothing on the uh, the new millennium spencer's was always risque it was but it wasn't straight up like dongs (laughs) i always felt like i needed my parents permission to go into that place or yeah or i go into spencer's i guess don't buy anything dirty you might have to like actually like have to sign a waiver on all of that but they had a lot of the cool they had that thing where with the little needles where you could put your hand Mm -hmm. in it they had like a whole black light section that was super cool which was apparently really catering to the stoners but i didn't know back in the day you know the black light community and so forth I, I, i guess i mean not that i would know of anybody that now but i mean just you know <laughs> here though you oh my god hey how's it going chief i'm gonna plow your daughter it's gonna be great if you okay for those gentlemen suitors out there if you're planning on meeting a person's parents for the first time please don't chew gum and if you do spit it out before you talk to them another thing that i don't know if it exists because i i worked at a mall briefly like changing shopping have- rooms do they have do they have that do they have that you worked i worked at suncoast at ward parkway mall way back in the day maybe about 90 97 okay okay never have i seen the women there's a there's a shower in a locker room there they just go full frontal running around just very cat this is almost hell i'll say this this is where verhoven got his inspiration for the starship troopers locker room scene and the shower scene is there a gym casual. in the mall i mean it's so casual and i, I just don't think that exists only in again one of the many ways that the movies lied to us right because i know when i got i actually also worked at suncoast but at oak park mall was pretty sweet, a pretty sweet gig. It was and, a sweet gig, and it was one of those like, "Hey, where where do we change?" You yeah. know, I came in like in my like bathrobe and shit, and they were like, uh, "What are you doing there?" I'm like, "Well, I need my change room." No such thing, son. No such thing. It was so rough. Again, how did how good and how wonderful is Kelly Maroney and Barbara Crampton in this flick? They're so like, they're some of the quintessential '80s girls. 
they truly are. I mean, just in looks, now, style, speaking demeanor. Of beef! <laughs> beef! Beef, 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 beef. Grant Graham is fantastic. He's another one. It's that guy. This movie is filled with that guy, and there's going to be another prominent that guy here later on. But it's kind he's of he's so good in everything he does. And I know you are probably one of the biggest proponents of Phantom of the Paradise. I love Phantom of Paradise, and he's awesome in he's Phantom of Paradise. He is so that. good in Phantom of Paradise. And another Vestron release that came out that was actually put on as a Blu-ray, which is kind of is a sequel to something we just screened not too long ago over at Tapcade, but he is actually the lead Chud in Bud the Chud too. Yep. Bud the Chud. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Which it's a They totally... could have named it any they should have named it anything else. If they would have named it anything else, it would be a significantly better movie. But the fact that it's Chud too, Bud the fucking Chud, it just doesn't work. It can't carry the baggage of the original Chud. No, it's like Troll and Troll 2. They have nothing to do with each other. No, all in the name which is unfortunate, but he, he doesn't even really get that great of a meaty part here. But the fact that people, again, You're like, it's beef! <laughs> we, yeah, it's just like... we can truly appreciate <laughs> right. that, but it is such a throwaway part. Mm-hmm. Could have gone to anyone, but right. for us, it's that's what I also love about this film, is the care and the craft of the characters. Yeah. The character actors, if you will. This is, it's, it's like it screams a Corman movie. I, they think they're from the beginning, they're like, hey, we want to make a Roger Corman movie. I'm like, okay, I know how to do it. You know, <laughs> Make it cheap, throw in some nudity. <laughs> right. And honestly, just in terms of the budget i know most of it went into the crafting of the kill, the kill boss, boss. because yeah. honestly they shot them they shot at the mall overnight which is as you're wont to do with that and i think actually because of the experience that the mall people had from commando they were really hesitant on well, letting them shoot i was i was reading a little bit about this and like the mall manager the mall owner both the manager and the owner were like yeah that sounds cool let's do it just clean up the de-. but the head of security was the one like was it LaFour's? Right? <laughs> Sven Ole Olsen. <laughs> it was that's all this movie is missing is Sven Ole Thorson. <laughs> but no, he was he the, the they, apparently security was like, no, no, no. And look, he's even reading Roger Corman a book of like bad cheesy horror movie. This movie is for us by us. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And that's why I'm glad actually, just in terms of again, the fact that we've got Rawhead Rex has like a 4K restoration Blu-ray. <laughs> Why we need 4K, a pre- priest getting pissed on, I don't know. But the fact that this comes out and we can appreciate and the care. Oh, oh that is a pretty nice That's a gnarly kill. kill right there. Now, oh, oh man, tweet out at us if you had a boombox, which back in the day, what or did we call a, it? Or a ghetto blaster. Damn right. No PC culture. So here we have the introduction. Oh, screwballs there on the left hand yeah, side. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And then we got is that Beast? No, that's no, that's um, not Beastmaster. That's uh, it looks like oh, Wrinkle in Time. Oh, right? Yeah. Did, hey, did you see that new trailer for Wrinkle in Time? It looks dope. Looks phenomenal. Looks dope. Now so they're going to a makeout party. Yes. Okay. So maybe the I've never been to a makeout party. Have you ever been to a makeout party? Are you kidding? Who are you talking to? Are you kidding? I was the creep that was like outside the window, <laughs> looking into the makeout party. I, I never got invited to the makeout parties, and it was like at. Or I was there such thing as makeout parties? Because that's another thing that the eighties lied to us. It, that might be a fact. If anyone that was out there was popular and went to parties, tell me if that happened. Was there a makeout party? Yeah. It, like, it, or is it another lie that the movies tell us? Like when you go to sleep girl sleepovers, everybody's in lingerie and practice kissing. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Fighting going right. On. Well, it start this starts out fairly innocently enough, just in terms of beers, little music, and getting down in the furniture store, which is just so. I don't know. I think it's kind of like one of those teenage dream scenarios, just like, wouldn't it be rad 
to stay overnight in a mall. In a mall. That would be super dope. And that's that what Dawn of the Dead really played on. But no, because like everybody knows that once the mall turns off all the lights and close, the mannequins come alive and they start fucking shit up. She is so cute in that little turnaround. <laughs> he has that right like, wow, okay, this is my date. I really think also it's it's the um the sweater. The little, little, the tied sweater over the shoulders, and then the sweater that can then go around the waist. That is a quintessential '80s look. That to me still, and also I'm gonna shout out Barbara Crampton's crimped crimped hair. hair. Goddamn, get out of my it's head, the crimped man! Crimped hair, dude. It's <laughs> the sideways ponytail, the crimped hair, and the big bangs. I'm yep. telling you, that's that's the key to an '80s kid's heart. If Just you, if you want to, yeah. If you if you ever go, if we're ever hosting a flick, and if you want to catch our attention, sideways ponytail, crimped hair. Or big bangs, and they're like, "Hey, hey, how are you doing?" Or a shirt that says "Judy." Just, <laughs> just don't bring in any curly irons. Right, they will be, be good. good. <laughs> or crimping irons. Either way, curling or crimping, one of the two. Oh my god! So we have here our little first interaction little of the the killbot making its work. The furniture king. That's uh, very similar. God, what was to the, like the sofa king? And I was even thinking of the beeper king. Uh, did you ever watch Thirty Rock? Yeah, Dennis Duffy, the the, the, beeper, the beeper king. king. There. Now or you have Abe sh- Froman, the sausage king. The sausage king, <laughs> Chicago. It, at this point, it looks like the shenanigans, shenanigans are okay. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily in the main hallway of the mall. And I think if they would have avoided the main hallway, it would have been mall, fine. Exactly. Which is, <laughs> I don't know. Were you a fan of um, Short Circuit? I loved Short Circuit. And looking back at it now, I shouldn't oh. have been the biggest fan of Short Circuit 2. But back in the day oh. when I was younger, I watched the fucking shit out of Short Circuit 2. The second one? Yes. Oh, yes. see? I was never yeah. a fan of the sequel. I need a hero. Someone to dreaming in the... I remember. Because he joined that Mexican gang called Los Locos. And Los Locos, they came in. Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos kick your face. Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. Ah, oh, that movie was so good. So good. He like, give me five and give me the three. I, I don't know why. I like, I guess because it was stupid. I and, might have to rewatch that yeah, one now based on funny. that endorsement alone. And now again, this is why you need to scotch guard everything here. And, and this is a married couple that are going along with the shenanigans. I mean, good for them for getting frisky in weird places. I mean, spice up your life, do whatever you want. But as a consumer, now the only thing that's and I, I, that I feel is weird that is, they're so close to the other people banging. It's like I, I don't know. I don't. If it's just me, one, I don't even like like mirrors and lights on when I bang, just so I don't see myself. I was gonna say, genius, and, you're one of my closest friends, right? But I would have a little bit of an issue. If. A different room, okay, but the same room with no partition. Like we're recording in your basement. If I'm over here plowing somebody on this couch, you're over there plowing somebody on the other couch. It's not one. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Two. That would be awkward and weird. Cause like, all right, switch. You know, I'm like, I don't. You know, I don't know. I just don't want it to happen. And there's Barbara Crampton speaking of plowing on the couch. Well, and that's the one thing that you could always kind of anticipate with Barbara Crampton, not to get all creeps and nostalgia. But here. She liked to get naked. But there was a reason why we sought these films out and why they would give us a checklist of the boobs and the blood, little things that we would need. And then, <laughs> I mean, like, I uh, don't allow that. That's so goddamn funny. I mean, just like you lied last week, but I mean, he's right, like, 10 feet away. They are spitting distance within each other. Spitting or worse. Or worse, exactly. Bodily fluids. And then. But you know what? That would probably be us. While everybody else is like making out and doing stuff, we'll be sitting on the couch. Let's watch this horror movie. And it wouldn't even be us with a female. It'd just be you and me. You and me. 
we would hear all the horrible things, right? the, the bodily fluids being transitioned and Keep so Keep it forth. down back there trying to watch the movie. Trying no to do a commentary track here. Right. God damn. <laughs> I think we would have been productive at least. But I do like the fact that they are, you know, technically even in like um, horror movie rules, if you're looking at the tropes, they're the ones that are not engaging in coitus. Mm-hmm. Who are the ultimately, spoiler alert, are the ones that survive. survive right? It's the people it that are getting down. It really right? does. And the fact that, it, you know, chopping and going into chopping mall, we talked about it before. There's really no chopping going on. This isn't a slasher film. No. This is lasers. Uh-huh. Again, going to this. This is comedy and lasers. And you would think yeah, with a name like chopping mall, it would be more serious. But then again, if you think chopping mall, that is kind of a goofy name. It's a, and it's a great pun. It's a, no, it's perfectly. <laughs> it's. A, yeah, see, I mean. You're the king. Yeah. King me. Right, and they're not Chuck playing up checkers. The furniture king. Yes, <laughs> you know what? They're good natured about it, though. I guess I because I would just I'd be having an issue here. I don't know. I'd probably I'd probably, I'd probably be watching the movie and every now and then like oh, yeah, sneak the peek, take a, take a sneak peek, like hey, keep up so, the good work. Let's watch the movie. I'm not gonna. I'll say this: I've shared a room with some people before. And I have heard the shenanigans going on, and I will say this: they. Uh, this is just as tough to admit. My first apartment I ever had, I had to share a room briefly with one of my roommates, and I was laying sleeping on the floor, and he and his lady friend were in there, and they got busy, and she even said, "What about Greg?" And he's like, "Fuck Greg," and I was like, "Oh God, am I going to get involved here?" Right? I was just like, is that Uh-oh. a command or yeah. is that a suggestion? Because either way, I don't. I'm going to. I'm uncomfortable. Pretend I'm asleep. <laughs> Oh, it was horrible. Okay, now. Okay, speaking of I speaking of genre icons and other cameos, <laughs> Mr. Futterman. <laughs> yes, which if he wasn't Walter Paisley and Walter Play- Paisley as Dick Miller shows up in like The Howling. Bucket of Blood. Uh, he shows up in, um, oh my God. Any uh, Corman produced yes, horror movie. As Walter Paisley. As Walter Paisley. Which makes me wonder if it's like a generational thing. Or how it ties, but we joked initially just in terms of if it's a Peterman. It's it's a Futterman. He's a Futterman. A Futterman. Yes. He's got to be a Futterman because it's perfect because these Futtermans are always getting fucked up with like electronics and machinery, and this is perfect. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for the lightning, it would be a gremlin in the killbot there exactly. that would fuck with them. Dun, 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 you know, and like, <laughs> I probably I think the first time I was ever um, my attention of Dick Miller was I think probably the Terminator. Because he, he's the gun, the gun guy. owner. You can't do that. Wrong. Kaboom. Gets blown away. But he was just such a brief appearance. But he's that guy. I. He's such a strong. Hell, even Gremlins, in. Um, Gremlins was it for me. Was it? Yeah. And, um, it may have been Gremlins because actually I did see that. Well, no. Terminator came out in 84 as well, didn't it? Yeah. Although I did see Gremlins in the theater. So, yeah, maybe it was actually yeah. Gremlins my first. And he had a huge role he in that one. He was enormous thankfully. in Gremlins. And that's how I'm like, oh, it's Mr. Futterman. Like, <laughs> I'll always remember him as Mr. Futterman. Well, if you you can't go wrong with Dick Miller. And he's also the guy, he's kind of like, he looks like that kind of crazy uncle you had because he had the forearm tattoos, which is always kind of freaky to me. And he also gets kind of a great little death here because mm-hmm. he's talking shit on the Killbot. And he's at this point, he's playing a janitor. He's, you know, who knows at this point if, you know, he's probably not getting paid a lot. you got these multi-million dollar machines coming in, throwing in, and now he's going <laughs> to... Poor guy gets electrocuted. It's with force lightning. Mop. Yeah, it is. So uh, that mop then becomes the mop in um, Toxic Avenger. In the t- <laughs> Actually, I could see that happening. Right. Little the pro- whole Futterman shared universe with the whole Corman shared universe. And then you get, thank you, have a nice day, uh-huh. which is basically kind of their slang, their little, the, almost, it could have been a tagline yeah. on here. 
And you get a little bit of the messy there, but uh, no. <laughs> and they're both chewing gum. So, okay, here's my question. Lay this is going to get a little really, really dirty. Are we going to creep some nostalgia? He loves chewing gum, and he's the one that was going down on her. So try to, question, try yeah, to. Yeah, try to. My question is... Was it was the gum... Oh, oh, oh God. Okay, so... Yeah, that would be rough, wouldn't it? Because if she, like... Okay, so he's blowing bubbles and shit, fucking bubble gum. And he like like this gum's fruit stripe because I only last ten seconds, you know. So it's <laughs> God forbid it was actually like a, like yipe stripe fruit stripe gum or oh, like bubble What was the uh, what was oh the, that forever lasting one? The one that was cinnamon though, that would be like kind of spicy Whoa. down there, yeah, right? Like big red. Or God forbid if she had a buildup of uh, air and then whoop, and then blew a bubble right out of there. Ew, this is so horrible. This is so- uh, okay. Returning to the regular commentary track. And I know. Also, it was his choice to actually have to be the gum chewer to give kind of the audience a reason to kind of root against him, but also just to be kind of one of those like just a very distinct character trait. Mm-hmm. And th- <laughs> it's just gratuitous boobs and gum and gum. Mm-hmm. Chopping mall gives chopping, it all. Chopping mall gives it all. Nice. But here we technically we have now. This is when. Shit goes a little crazy. Yes. Well, Had- we've already had three deaths so far. But this is where our principal cast are going to... Now, they have... He has the little uh, badge, Identi- yeah. which is supposed to identify you to keep you safe from this, which, as we see... Does not work. It's not the case as it is, because if it did, obviously, we wouldn't have a movie. Where are there gooses in the corner? Did you see that those gooses in the corner of the, fu- uh, the furniture store? I did. Now, let me ask you this. You are a smoker. Uh-huh. They are so cigarette machines are so fucking expensive. It's a fucking rip. Do they still exist in bars? Okay, in shitty bars okay. they do. And are they are they still old school like this with yeah. like the lever that pulls out? Uh-huh. Or are they all like the last time I saw one? Okay, it was in a little shitty bar. Here I was in town. always kind of just just fascinated with these things as a kid. Yeah, I've still never smoked a cigarette to this day. Um, but I was just always I just always like wow that's so cool. It seems so adult and grown up that you can buy. A pack of smokes out of a vending machine, right? And there's no technically age restriction no, there in terms of true. which is so weird. Anybody can buy one, yeah. So weird in the 80s. A mall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like little Billy can go and like buy a buy a pack of marbles and yeah, smoke them up. up. Yeah. Yes. Was it a? I'm trying to think. Was a Breakfast Club a smoke up? Oh shit! What oh, the? I know Cypress Hills. Roll it up, light it up, smoke it up, inhale, exhale. And even shit, even. The payphone now does that still exist? Oh, no, I haven't seen a payphone forever, and I, you know, and a phone booth. I've, it's been a while since I've actually been to a wall to a mall, so I really need to actually go out there rather than you be my avatar. I'm probably going to need not this let's, weekend. Let's make a mall day. A mall day. Let's make oh, a Jesus mall day, Christ. and we'll go. We'll go get Patty. Klaatu, Barada, Nicktu throwing out there. Come Perfect. on, you guys. This movie has it. <laughs> There's something about seeing. An aggressive robot with its Arr, arms pulled out like right? that—that that it looks flexing like flexing its muscles. Damn right, it's flexing. And here again, this has been an, a, a fantastic opportunity to have some chopping going on. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, they could have put in like a little saw blades blade. or something. But unfortunately, we really just get kind of a little choke out, stra- a little Oof. throat slash, a ripping out of the juggler. Yeah, the juggler. Yes. Now, coming up here, we're gonna get one of probably the all-time great kills in horror cinema and this is also i think with the reason why a lot of people actually know this film from one particular scene yeah <laughs> which is which is phenomenal which is great and it works really well uh, just still working it in the back 
the composure of these two, I'm just very impressed with. Well, and also, I guess it should be pointed out the fact that he is the only one wearing glasses. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to be this socially awkward. I nerd. But, I mean, in fairness, I'm kind of glad they're not boning because, like, one... Like they just met, true, and that true. would make her a giant whore. Oh, well, well, no, just someone that's you know in tune with her sexuality. That's not slut shame here. Come on now. No, that's true. Because uh, you know I would have killed for a chance of Molly Kelly Marie. Oh okay. my God! I take I take everything I said back. You're a hundred percent right. However, <laughs> they literally just met fifteen minutes, and I, I don't care how sexually liberated you are. If you bang somebody minutes. the first first fifteen minutes, you meet somebody, you're gonna get names thrown at you. There's the first forty eight, and then there's the, the first, first fifteen. 15 so. Right, first forty eight's okay. Anytime in the first forty eight, the, the please by all means bone away, but at least a little bit of decorum. Wait 15 minutes. Now, that's a nice little yeah, it is. That's, throat slasher. Yeah. But I will say on HD and Blu-ray, man, you can definitely kind of see the, the seams, but I'm okay with that because yeah, we get some gore. And you need a little gore on there. And now, here is where we get... <laughs> yeah. Shooting cartoon lasers. So it's good. so wonderful. And that's actually, I think, the first time I saw this. is like, holy... Uh, she gets blasted. Now, yeah, she, she gets does. blasted there, but with no ill effect. And then she gets the little right in the ass. The little—that's almost like a towel shot, if you will. <laughs> a little Marshall. And here Bell it comes, action. you guys. Blam! Yes, that I can only imagine. That should probably elicit some sort of like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably cheer when yeah. we see this in a theater with that one. So that brings me to some of the great all-time head explosions in cinema. Mm-hmm. Where would you rank this in there? Because I'm gonna throw some out here. Okay, I would probably say top three. Let, let me hear your top three. Okay, uh, the first one, scanners. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Scanners, I don't think can be topped nope. in terms of head explosions. Second one is Deadly Friend. Yeah, came out in '86 as well. And then is... this is the third because it's so like, it's it's a really good editing because it looks like she's it's... screaming the pop. It's really good editing. And that's where you really, with something like this, um, you do need a good editor. And yeah, with because if not, it's going to look horrible because that's a legit good mm-hmm. head explosion mm-hmm. there. Um, I would even throw in um, Dawn of the Dead. Ooh, yeah, that's a good when one. When that guy's losing his shit. Yeah. And then Maniac as well. Yeah. Yes. With, 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 yes. With that's... the Savini. Mm-hmm. Kaboom. <laughs> Basically providing his own his head own, shot shooting there. himself in the head. But scanners, oh my god, that yeah. is definitely the be all. And it's a meme. That's the one. And people probably have never seen scan- nope. uh, scanners, but they nope. know, but they know that the meme. one. Uh, second shout out to be the um, head crushing in Riccio. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, that one contains all sorts of madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And now at this point, now we've got we're going to go from sexy shenanigans to survival shenanigans and chandelier shenanigans and chandelier shenanigans as many of the shenanigans alliterations that we can get here. Okay, and they can blow up a head, but they can't blow off a door. Maybe, and they can blow other stuff. You know what? Here's the thing: it's the Mega Man theory, where Mega Man has to charge up his laser before because you saw when he was shooting the girl willy nilly, it's like pew 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 pew. pew. But then when the head exploded, there was like the mega buster. Yeah, the mega it just kind of and then and then also the fact that they have issues with doors and stairs. Again, I really think maybe Verhoeven pulled some inspiration because they think about Ed two hundred nine having issues with stairs. Yeah, 
And the doors are very look at they're very futuristic sci-fi doors. Wait, and weirdly enough, once this thing goes on lockdown, why do you really need the kill bots? I mean, that's some state of the art like lockdown doors on there. That right? is true because if because then if the person's stuck, then you just wait. If somebody did break in and the things that you just have the cops wait around the side and open the doors and, and fuck I, shit up. Again, I'm not saying you need to bring logic into a film like this because it, it serves helps. no issue. Right, but, but there's but sometimes the you need to time. look into it there. <laughs> Now, here's another reason. I think John McTiernan probably saw this back in the day and drew inspiration for Die Hard. I'd like I got to a think. machine gun, you ho, ho, ho. I have a laser, too. Right. Oh, don't shoot me. I'm from Texas. <laughs> plastique. It's crazy, man. That's crazy. The fact that a killbot needs plastique to do that shit. I mean, like... Well, what, the fact like, that it's loaded for that for as well. just in case... Just in case the like, in, case, in case the kill bot gets stuck in a freezer overnight, you know. I guess you know, just putting it out for every situation that we have there, it, it works. Hey, contingency kill bots. Contingency kill bots, not bad at all. Actually, Ooh, the, there's Knott's Berry Farm. Get some ham and some jellies. So, you know what? I always liked the Knott's Berry Farm, especially when they had the samples out. Fuck yeah! Then the Hillshire, the Hillshire kiosk. Oh. Like, oh yes. Why, why, hello, sir. I think I'll take one. And like, they're come full, back with a little, little fake mustache or something. Oh, and I need one for my brother and my mom and my cousin and my dad and my dog. And they're not even here. I, I have three sisters. No, you don't. Yeah, I do today. Yep. Who needs a food court when you have free samples? Uh, hell's yeah. That's mm-hmm. that was one of the highlights for me was the sampling back Fuck in the day. Yeah. You didn't need to have and any the sidewalk sales. Ooh. Remember the sidewalk sales? Shit, yeah, I remember yeah. the sidewalk sales cuz it was basically the lowest of the low but it was it was cheap. Yeah, I was good with that. Yep. I could actually put my wardrobe together based on that. I hell, I remember going back in high school going to the mall and getting my my school shopping done because you want to look fresh yep. when you go at, back into high school. Mm-hmm. Even as, again, a miniature mulleted metalhead. You still want to look good. Put your best right. look forward. And we actually didn't have a cool uh, concert t-shirt shop in the mall. We had one. It was in an outdoor mall. It was, And this is going to be a shout out for all you old schoolers in the Kansas City area. But there was a store called Xanadu. Xanadu. <laughs> it was the greatest place because they sold the concert t-shirts. I bought... Peckinpah's Sporting Goods store. Again. How good is that? How good is that? If you don't know that? Sam Peckinpah, you just go, oh, that's the Sporting Goods store. Right. Fine. But the fact that it's Peckinpah's Sporting Goods. But if you are in the tradition of American violence. Right. You know Peckinpah. You're going to get the now. Here's <laughs> another and thing. So many guns. So many guns at Peckinpah's. Because only in a store called Peckinpah's <laughs> Can you get would it? have that many guns. And Shotguns, automatic rifles, Uzis. You could you overtake the mall you could. with this kind of an arsenal. Because of peck and paws. <laughs> what did they say? We're going to give them a Rambogram, I believe. There we go. There we go. Well, this and also, again, going back to Commando. Let's send those fuckers a Rambogram. In Commando, he also liberated that one uh, sporting goods store, and it had all this, the secret weapons behind the, like the the counter, remember? <laughs> like the Army, surplus, Army Surplus store. It had the store. rocket launcher yeah. and shit. Yeah, it did. I was always convinced that at any sporting goods store, there was that secret location where you could find this. But in Peckinpah's, it's right up front. Yeah, there's no secret about it. Peckinpah's out front and center. You want to blow shit away? You know, that's actually shit. Not to go off tangent here, but man, it's been a while since I've seen some good Peckinpah. But like Straw Dogs, The Wild Bunch, The Wild, wild Bunch. Bunch. God, nah, that's a great First time movie. I saw that movie, it blew me away because I wasn't accustomed to seeing older, older dudes being the heroes and fucking shit up holy they kill half of like mexico in yeah that they film. do it's insane i'm surprised i'm still here 
<laughs> Only ancestors got killed by Sam Peckinpah and his cronies. And here we, I love we, and then Those actually, killbots have shit aim. They really do. Well, I think they were like modeled after stormtroopers, unfortunately. That's funny. But I'll, I'll actually say this, just in terms of kind of the weirdness of all this film. No, I can't actually, because I, my, my, oh no, um, the score in this film, uh, Chuck Serino, the main theme to this, to show, I love, it's great, it's got a great electronic funky beat, but then also, they kind of give it a spaghetti western theme here as well with the music, so I want to make sure he gets a shout out, because he did a lot of scores, and in fact, um, uh, the the director of this, um, what was that, Jim Wynarski, he's kind of a a soft core keen, if you will. Of course. If it really makes sense, just in terms of how the nudity was kind of inserted right. into the film. And but, Corman. And Cor- of course, Corman. So. But no, uh, his particular, I, I want to sh- give you some of his. Uh, <laughs> to revoir. the IMDb's. Jim Wynoski, he directed. Oh, trust me. There's some of these that you probably saw on Skinamax back in the day. Uh-huh. But he helmed such classic films as. Emmanuel 10. <laughs> the Lusty Busty Babacue. Let's see. The Da Vinci Coed, <laughs> which I'm a big fan of there. The Da Vinci uh, Coed. Let's see here. We have the, uh, oh, we've got the Bear Winch Project, Cheerleader <sighs> Massacre. Uh-huh. Let's see here. We also have, and he did a string of films. We have, let's see here. I'm going to go into the 80s. Let's see here. We have Body Chemistry 4. If you didn't see the first three, you'd be lost. I know, right? Oh, you know what he's responsible for? Hmm. Ghoulies 4. Oh, no. Not, not Ghoulies Go to College, because that would no, be too much but education. Ghoulies 4. Yeah, that kind of tells you. Spring Break Ghoulies, isn't it? Also, 976 Evil 2. Nah, the return of... Uh, Out the return of Swamp Thing. Not I, of this I earth. Liked, I like Swamp Thing. I like Not of this earth. See, so I mean, he's it's not a bad filmography by any means. But he definitely went from horror to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this is where we kind of see Miss Crampton kind of losing her shit as it, as it is. Uh, in, in this case, it'd be kind of a hardware store. Now, what they're... <laughs> Fortune gallery issues. Oh, no, I was uh, going to say just seeing Ernest Borgnine, Borgnine kicking ass the way he did in The Wild Bunch was kind of a... Ernest Borgnine gets a bad rap. I like Ernest Borgnine. And there's another film called Shoot that I highly recommend checking out that Ernest Borgnine, Henry Silva, and Robert Forster... Uh, not Robert Ooh. Forster. Um, oh, good Lord. It was the... Uh, Uncle Ben and the original Spider-Man, it'll it'll. Hit. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's it, but it has the greatest tagline. It's in the great tradition of American violence. And again, Sam Peckinpah is definitely one of those that kind of gave that American violence just trance there. Uh, now, have you ever tried shooting over at a propane tank? And propane accessories? No, because I've seen too many movies, <laughs> and I know what happens. But I know that if I need to blow shit up and I don't have any dynamite, get a you propane that, tank right? and shoot it. And, and say, smile, you son of a bitch. So. Or thank you, have a nice day. Yeah. Uh, and then also, just in terms of malls in horror flicks, mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead obviously is kind of the pinnacle mm-hmm. of that. Again, why do they come here? This place was important to them. And it played such a central kind of theme to this. So they're making, dare I say, mall Atav cocktails. <laughs> I kind of want to boo that. But I kind of want to applaud at the same time, so... No, you can definitely boo, boo me on that one there. 
I'll plot him boo. But just in terms of Dawn of the Dead, you know, the central, the, the theme of the film was centered around the mall and consumerism, uh, especially when the malls were coming together. And it was really the dawn, shit, it was the dawn of mall culture. Right, it was. Here in 86, I mean, we're at the peak of mall culture right now. Mm-hmm. Now, we... <laughs> Unfortunately, not like a turtle. Once it's on its back, it's a uh, regard. Again, Ed two hundred nine. Once it falls down, he's kind of. Re- I'd love to say Paul Verhoeven pulled a lot of inspiration for this film, but who knows? Who knows? But it's smart. These these robots are actually smart. One's hiding, waiting, biting Strategic, his tongue, if you will. Uh huh. Another one's like, let's. Fuck and of shit course, up. Nerdlinger there knows how to hot wire. Of course, the red wire goes to the blue wire. This propane bomb better work, Nerdlinger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess School it is School of Hard Knockers <laughs> I, I, would, I think we're not guy did too. Yeah. Did that one as well. <laughs> You know we really do need a Simpsons version of Jim Wernoski actually that would work really well <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of upset we never got that. Right. Uh, but obviously, Night of the Comet was a huge one as well, mm-hmm. which had Kelly Mulroney. So she was really kind of the unofficial mall horror girl. girl for yeah. a while. And then also another one that we recently watched. We didn't do a uh, commentary for it, but the sequel to Waxwork, Waxwork has too. that scene in the mall. Uh-huh. And it's very much a ripoff of Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead. Dead. Yeah, it's one of those almost a blink and you'll miss it type thing. But because it's one of the during the montage ends. When they're which traveling is my favorite time. scene, which is my in my that entire movie, the montage of all the different. Yeah, it actually works pretty well. It's very charming. I don't think it's as good as the first one. No, because it gets really weird. It gets really weird. And the villain is not a good villain because he's. Oh, uh, yeah. He's kind of like weird. He's like a cross between the Marquis de Sade and like. And he's no Marquis. Wings Hauser and Beastmaster. <laughs> I mean, really, because he he also has that the weird like sexy uh, quote unquote entourage with leather, and then yeah. and then I come to the party, you know. So it's like, yeah. Now I, I'm curious, how good is a robot that could actually be caught on fire? Doesn't that kind of that defeats idea? the purpose of a robot? I don't know why they thought that a Molotov cocktail would help. However, if it calls the fire department. Ooh, they're, oh, good call, right? And it push come to shove. Here's the thing. I would do that, too, because even if it shoots the water, it might short out the uh, robots. But oh, yeah. unfortunately, well, yeah, no, here we're about is, to we're about to lose Miss Crampton here. Uh, yeah, as we're want to do in several of her films. Now, you should, usually she's a pretty good survivor. Uh, thank you and have a nice day. Boom. Now. The the what a way to go! Oof, the, getting burned alive, oh and the, the stunt woman or I guess stunt person on this—I don't know—I can't tell—is on fire a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of fire. This is a crazy full burn in here, and ugh. now here, man, you're you're seeing your lady. She's dead. That's rough. Yeah. That's really rough. And on in fact, fire. <laughs> For the most part, it's interesting is a lot of the couples, they die kind of sequentially, if you yeah. notice, just yeah. in terms of... Because it was the gum chewer and then his lady, mm-hmm. and then it was Crampton, and he's... Well, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> he's next. So I, I I would assume that was probably on purpose. Oh, but here we get well, that great theme. Because you want to get theme. it, you want to get it down to the uh, the the nerdlingers, the uh, the survivors, the, the chased ones. Which I'd like to think we would be survivors there. Yeah, ideally, just because you know us virgins here. You know, I I know how it works. I know mm. this all too well. Because we're not cool. getting lucky at the makeout <laughs> no, party. We're not, we're we're not getting the invited movie. to the. We're the ones. We'll get invited to bring the snacks, and that's about it. 
So like maybe the movies, you know, these guys know some good flicks they can throw on in the background while we're fucking. Like <laughs> we're gonna fuck, so let's call the nerds and tell they'll bring some good fucking movies. Okay, uh, our reputation precedes us apparently. Uh, life force it is. Life. Oh. So <laughs> we're gonna get really weird with it here, gang. Yeah. Society. Now, did, did you ever? What's a party without a shunting? You, shit. The party doesn't end without a shunting, unfortunately, <laughs> there. So, favorite favorite stores in your malls back in the day, man? Ooh, well, the Fun Factory was the arcade. Fun Factory was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We had a Fun Factory at Oak Park Mall. Mm-hmm. There was a Fun Factory in Bannister, I believe. There was an Aladdin's Castle at Ward Parkway. Ooh, Aladdin's Castle. Uh-huh. That's right. That uh-huh. was kind of the, 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 the ne'er-do-well cousin, the, the Kmart to the Walmart or the Kmart exactly. to the Target. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, Metcalf South had this kind of indie um, uh, arcade called uh, Nickelodeon, and oh, it yeah? was right next to Clint's Comics. There was a comic book oh, store in Metcalf South. That's just good planning. That's just good. Like That was my weekend. Synergy. Oh, you would go, you'd get your, you'd pull, you'd get your pull list, then you'd go and you'd you know spend a couple bucks over. Oh, what a, Kelly Marooney just kicked a little bit of ass. In she that. always was good with the firearms because oh, mm-hmm. in Night of the Comet, she's whooping ass with the Mac Ten, but of course she's a general's daughter, so that's the way it works. Or the dad was in the military, I believe. Let's see here, Dad's a Marine. There mm-hmm. it is. There it is. But Semper Fi. Semper. <laughs> and then he said my motto should be Semper Fudge, and then he told me to relax. <laughs> god damn it genius uh i would also say like um there was uh, kb toys kb toys kicked ass that's where i got all my atari cartridges my 15 to 20 dollar 80s money atari oh, cartridges Jesus Christ. those nes games back in the day babbage's was another yes. one that you yes. could actually get a lot of goods uh your video games at um, I liked going to the Kirkland store because they had the massage chairs that you could sit in. See, um, that sounds that sounds like almost like early '90s era mall culture right there. Oh, it, that was actually it was. Yeah. It was. I was. Uh, but back in the day, I would go to Wade's Cafeteria for lunch. Ooh, oh, yes, that was kind of like a little diner esque. Yeah, right? they had. It was a full on cafeteria. You can go and sit down and get all whatever you wanted. Could you, like walk through and get. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Now it wasn't a mall. But again, I'm going to throw this one out here for people in Kansas City. It's probably more regional, but Furs Cafeteria. Fuck yes, Furs Cafeteria. Furs Cafeteria was the best. Furs Cafeteria was fucking like, phenomenal. Top tier? Yeah, that was like beyond Golden Corral, because Golden Corral's kind of shitty. If you work at Golden Corral, you know I am you know I ain't lying. It's kind of shitty. But I still eat there. But fucking Furs? Furs was top fur, notch. Fur, furs? The only other place that was even more better than Furs were fancier kind of trashier fancier was the gold buffet Ooh, the, do you remember gold I buffet because you had to get dressed up to yeah. go to gold buffet you'd have to put on a collared shirt for that shit yeah but it was still fucking trashy because it looked like a casino and everybody smoked and it just like nothing but old people it looked like an old casino but you still felt fancy and there was even slot machines the kids could play with and win like gold nuggets and shit i used to love that they weren't chocolate coins either i found no, out the hard way right? yeah, i lost a tooth that way it was really rough <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. For and then I'd go to the pet store, and then I'd go to the Fun Factory, and then we'd have we had two theaters. We had the first run movie house in Indian Springs, mm-hmm. and then on the top level, the Dollar Show. The Dollar Ham. The Dollar Show is where it was at because you'd only have to spend a dollar 
And they had all the better video games. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, so at Oak Park Mall they had the theater in the actual mall, mm-hmm. and that's actually where I saw. I remember I saw like Return of the Living Dead Part Two there. Oh, nice. I know it wasn't Return of the Living Dead Part One. It was yeah. a little before my time. But then they had the one that was outside of the mall as well. And actually, that now this is a long time, a long time after the eighties. But I saw the first Blade oh, at nice. the one outside of there. Yeah, wonderful memories through there. I saw a lot of great films. In fact. I miss the malls. I, I don't think we There's, get. I think the malls. It's it's a again. If our younger generation doesn't understand how prevalent it really was. Well, they don't need malls nowadays. No. You they had can, to go out to buy shit. Yeah, they you yeah you don't have to do that now. But the malls are great because everything you needed was right there. People you knew were going to be right there. People of the opposite sex, or if you're of the same sex persuasion, they were there too. It's where you wanted to go. It's what you wanted to do. It really was. You even had people getting uh, the mall walking scene. Yeah. The people that would show up before the stores would open because you could oh, actually. No. Oh, going over the edge. Yep. Yeah. This is a, this is kind bye of a bye. rough way to. Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> yeah. Greg, unfortunately. Greg my, my na- uh, and, Have a nice day. <laughs> Have a nice day. It's so great. It's, Those robots are evil. They are rough. They are rough and tough. But again, if you just go down the floors, uh, but they, they're strategic that way. And now I will actually say this. When the escalators were out of order and you had to walk, wasn't it such an inconvenience, man? Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. I come here for convenience. Exactly. They come here. They turned that motherfucker on, actually. And the bad thing is it was only like the... They needed to add more bathrooms to the mall because there was always ones in those shitty in by the shitty mall yep. things, and it was either and they're always on the opposite fucking ends of the the mall. Well, the best thing about Oak Park Mall was it was basically the the, the mall itself was surrounded by on one end you had a J.C. Penney, on the other end you had a Macy's, and then on the other side you had uh, Dylan's, and you had two sides of a Dylan's. There was like the north side and the south side, almost like like the wrong side of the tracks, where you know like the the tough kids, the street toughs would hang out there. And that's another thing, man, street toughs. Yeah, you got to watch out for street toughs, especially in spring. Oh, spring. really? That that's the street toughs were one of the reasons why. Well, I should say the gang tough. Oh, poor poor Kelly Maroney. She's okay. She's a she's a, she's a fighter. She's a, she's a survivor. The gang toughs were the reason why uh, Indian Springs Mall got shut down. A couple of kids got shot in front of the fun factory and oh that's rough that is rough and that's the other thing is because everyone would gather at the mall everyone would gather it was very i mean it was truly a melting pot Mm -hmm. and that's where i think a lot of people actually shit like um i don't want to say initiations went through but you know a lot of us we would do things uh you know go in there and flirt with the with the girl over there or go in and buy something it was just you just you did things now I'm not going to say that uh, aluminum siding can stop the killbots here, but they do have some issues. I'm not going to lie. And then, of course, we got the little uh, the welding, because why wouldn't they? Well, right. actually, why wouldn't they break out the plastique for this one? I'm curious. Maybe they only have one shot. Well, but only one used. I don't know. Maybe they're like, maybe we should save it for later. Maybe you're right. Let's use our welding laser. <laughs> Yeah, we we haven't really broken out the robotic voices either not on this yet, one, which is yet. always fun to do. Just that uh, I am a robot. <laughs> no, he is not good for you. <laughs> Have fun back in the Matrix. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and I'm trying to even think like with Deadly Friend. Not only was it a good uh, head explosion, but it She's was a also robot. technology run amok. Uh-huh. Which I I don't want to say it's a lesser She's an android, right? But that was that was a, it's cop out because right. like give well her no some... no fuck it no because uh, she was based on BB 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 the robot and then we oh, BD 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 
Which I would you call Deadly Friend lesser Craven? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. It's 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 got the great kill. Uh, it's uh, but unfortunately. Uh, commercially, Shocker is Lesser Craven, but, but it is yeah. not Lesser Craven. It is Superior Craven. Well, everyone has their their favorite Craven, uh, Craven the Craven, and I'm sure someone's out there going, "Fuck you guys!" Deadly Friend is his best work, and hey, right. I'm not going to disagree with you because I'm glad someone's out there enjoying it, enjoying Deadly Friend. Also, you've the fact that you have uh, Marion. Uh, oh shit, and Ramsey, and Ramsey. Thank you. Oh, and I did that. I did that the other day, dude. I didn't tell you about this. Fucking my cat, Owen. My new cat. He has a cat, Owen. My new cat, Owen. And everybody's like, are you screaming, Owen? And I'm like, no, I haven't done it. And I didn't even mean to do it. He ran outside, that little shit. And I had to go and find him. And he thought it was a game. So I'm like, Owen! Owen! Oh, my God. Like, and I was doing it in seriousness. And I was like, God damn it. I'm turning into fucking Ann Ramsey. Next thing you're going to be just like, kids Kids suck. <laughs> Now, this is what I thought was really weird with this flick is you get this really bizarre sense of downtime, but you also notice we do have mannequins back there now. I'm telling you, man, fuck all that noise. It's a well-known fact that once the mall closes and the lights go off, the mannequins come alive and look for other people. And if you are found by the mannequins, the next morning you are a mannequin yourself. That's just how they go, and that's how they reproduce. From tourist trap to mannequin itself. Dude, I'm telling you, mannequins are evil. They, whenever the, the mall... The the mall will be closing in five minutes. I was like, we have to go. We, we go. have we to go, go right now. We have five minutes to leave. And mom was like, why are you wanting to rush? I was like, mom, they're gonna come alive. And she goes, and she didn't like downplay it. She goes, really? And I go, yeah. And she goes, that I saw it in a movie. We have to get out. She goes, well then, we better not. We better not buy this toy. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. We'll come back later. Wow. I want to leave. If so. it takes precedence over buying a toy, that's impressive. Yeah, because from yeah, I, I, I don't was, want the mannequins to come alive and get me. Well, they were creepy. Do you have any kind of an aversion to Kim Cattrall at all? No. Well, now, now, okay. now, <laughs> but like back in the day, no. Okay. Because he a mannequin came alive, but she was a giggity mannequin. True. These mannequins in Indian, they were like they were like the, kind those of kind those, of mannequins, and exactly. those you don't want them to come alive. Tourist Trap, even though it's, I think it's only like a PG or PG-30. It's, it's just terrifying. A PG film. It it's terrifying. Raise the roof, y'all. Mm-hmm. Party over here. We don't need no water. Let the, the motherfucker, motherfucker burn. burn. <laughs> Does not compute. Do not need soul to and boogie. I think this is actually a pretty nice little well-laid plan to kind of uh, camouflage themselves within the actual mannequins and then throwing in the mirrors as well super smart but i don't know how they realized that their lasers would bounce off the mirrors i mean well come on now it's science and i'm sure uh, well nerdlinger would know of anybody exactly (laughs) because if you're a nerd in the 80s you knew how to dismantle bombs and shit and i'll be honest man glasses were uh, oh Oh, right in the chest that was that was rough but again, did he power up? I can't tell. There's no differentiation in the color of the blasts, well, the gr- anything along the, those lines. I guess the green, maybe it's more electric. Maybe it's... Uh, and honestly, I always actually kind of wanted to hop on one of those things, because even like in Revenge of the Nerds, when uh, John Goodman is rolling around on one of those... Mm-hmm, me too. I always thought that would be kind of But he would rad. have to sacrifice himself. He could have like... Survived. Put it on the thing and, and then, then... Jumped off? Yeah. No, nah, but when like, you're loved... He was married, man. Come on. That's yeah, the sacrifice you make. It, it, it's a curious thing. Make a one man weep and another man sting, I guess. Speaking of the 80s. Well, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
That's the only thing that's missing from this is a soundtrack. The yeah. score again. I love the or score. Or a montage. Or even Muzak. Oh, that's what we need. The actual chopping mall theme in a Muzak version. Yes, a mall theme. Oh, and we that could, be... that they needed to have like sessions presents mall hits, you know, and like I honestly, I buy that. I'm not not in a non-ironic way either. I think that'd be House of Almonds. Aw, nuts. And you know what? You probably couldn't have that now with all the peanut allergies and shit. Like someone go by and just like start. Yeah. But back in the day, man, you had a you had a store you for had everything. everything. I'm, we're only missing like fashionable mail, basically, right? From this from this particular mall. God damn! Even um oh okay. Montgomery Ward's had two levels. Yeah, because because they actually would you'd have your clothing and then like you would actually have the furniture. You'd have your washing machines and shit. But there was a store. Oh my god! It's gonna this is gonna kill me because I could go there. Uh This was the store that I remember buying my first parachute pants from but it was called merry-go-round i remember merry-go-round that was the hip store that was the hip store, and I, c- I could never afford anything for merry-go-round no, I, had to save, I, I had to save up so i could buy some z cavarici and shit okay so <laughs> merry-go-round was for fancy hipsters it really was now i love that actually we get these background scenes because one of the things i love in terminator 2 is the background of the really mall. Good, yeah which that was, was a just great scene unexplored with territory. the roses and yeah so good and I, again, I'd like to think James Cameron saw this after the first Terminator. Was like, I need to incorporate a little background well, he mall scene. Did here. work with Cameron for a bit, so and probably he's probably like getting somebody's coffee <laughs> right now in Chopping Mall. Like, in well, Chops- that's a good idea. That's yeah, because he did. Yeah, he started with Corman. He was the one of the production designer and artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and then uh, Spawning Piranha Two was his first film that he did. It all comes down to Corman, man. It does, and I think Walter Paisley was in Piranha as well. Because I know Dick Miller was in Piranha. No, well, Dick Miller's in everything. He really I, he, is. I think in every movie. He's in Schindler's List if you look really hard enough. He's in the back. I think his name's just on the list somewhere. Right. Paisley, eh? Doesn't Dick sound. Dick Miller. Yeah. That's just... Doesn't sound. <laughs> you know? Doesn't sound Jewish. <laughs> did, you, did you get to see us uh, going Daphne tangent, Zuniga? You know, over Zach and Erica's picture I'm with telling her? you, she needs to come to KC. Dude, Zaphne Zuniga would be dope. She looks incredible. Bathing in virgin unicorn blood. I don't Something know what it her is. And Oprah. It's incredible. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Now, here we go. Oh, oh, shit. Did you see that G.I. Joe? That was the dragonfly. Yeah, Wild was. Bill. Wild Bill. God Man. Damn. Oh, oh. We did the same thing in like our fucking uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night commentary. Like, well, check it out. It's the Return of the Jedi playset. Like, <laughs> because there is um, a non mall place, but my jam back in the day was Children's Palace. Fuck yeah. We had a Children's Palace in the mall. Did you? We had a was KB's. Was it a connector one? It was a KB's and a Children's Palace. Wow. And then, Ch- then Children's Palace went out of business. And but was KB's. that in Indian Springs? Yeah. Shit. That's yeah. like, that's top shelf. Yeah. Dude, we and Indian the, Springs was the shit, dude. Until it went to shit, it was the shit. Damn, all those gang. Tough. It was so good, dude. It was like fucking fantastic, man. Damn, that's I could r- take twenty dollars and spend a whole fucking weekend there. Back and back in the day, you could definitely make that last, indeed. But here we get kind of the mishmash store, if you will. This is kind of that one that you didn't storage store. It smelled weird. Yeah, the people working there always seemed a little off. Uh-huh. They probably had change belts, uh, which was always an oddity. I've seen that in some of the stores. 
But then there, I would even remember some of the weird ass um, like carpet stores and shit that would exist. You had a carpet store? Oh yeah, like uh, Persian rugs and what have you. Huh. Uh, you could be like you know the 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 pinnacle of your friend's eyes there. We had like a Pier One type thing before it was Pier One, and I can't even remember the name of it, but it was just it sold like wicker baskets yes. and shit. A lot, a lot of wicker actually. Yeah. Malf- laser malfunction. This is, uh, oh, even got taking a risk going from the mall drinking fountain. Actually, that one always kind of was always this is like a crapshoot. You didn't know. You don't know what the hell was in there or what happened. You could probably get some gnarly things through there. Now, I like actually here it's kind of a misdirection just in terms of his fate because it does ultimately look like Kelly's going to be the final girl. But (laughs) I guess technically death by. Fire extinguisher is kind of a lame way to go out. Is he dead, dead? No, he's not. I Technically, was say, he's plain possum. Because that's like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you know, from a head explode. Now that is kind of the little little red herring. Yes, because uh, usually when you see the blood coming out of the head, they're dead meat. But unfortunately, here, not necessarily. Just a bump on the noggin. Run, Kelly Maroney, run! Don't just stand there. If your Marine dad taught you anything, run. Goddamn right. You had well. That's the thing. She's a survivor, and that's what I like. Uh, just again, I know they will label the final girl. I'm telling I mean, you, I she's just she never got as big as she should have. Yeah, but honestly, I think, and especially you know, in the convention scene, I think she's starting to make the rounds a little bit more. And even like the uh, the retrospective making of documentary here, she still holds this film near and dear, which I'm glad. Uh, they actually they talked about they did a 30 anniversary screening last uh, last year over at uh, the Egyptian Theater out in L.A. And they said they had a great turnout, and they were just they were just not necessarily shocked by how many people really enjoyed this film, but they were surprised that like the fact that the sheer number of people that turned out, which I, I can so now I never really saw any of the pet stores back in the day. Really, in the mall. there was no. a pet store at my at Indian Springs. And I'm trying I'm trying to remember. I'm, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was called. I think it was called like petopia or something like was that. it yeah, okay something ridiculous and honestly i'm surprised we didn't have like peewee coming through here and ah! but the pet store at my mall had the dopest fish section oh really yeah it was just like a, it was like a, just a wall of big aquariums filled with all different types of like tropical and unique fish in all different scenarios well, and this is such and they would go to KB and put like like action figures into the things. Really? Uh huh. Again, speaking of synergy, that's smart ass shit right there. I'm trying. So, if any of our listeners here remember a Go Park Mall or Metcalf South, if they did have a pet store, let me know. But here's I don't remember a lot of creepy crawlies. There wasn't creepy crawlies in my mall. There might have been a snake or two, but it was mostly like puppies, dogs, and and uh, fishes. Okay, like I know we proper. got like the peck and paw, you know, armory. Is this like the Benz, like, or the Willard, uh, you know, pet store? Pet That's store. so creepy there. <laughs> and I do have an aversion to spiders. Snakes, I'm okay with. Spiders, forget it. Those are my... Really? I've got no problem with spiders, even though I've been bitten by recluses twice. Really? Oh, yeah, I never showed you the scars. No. Oh yeah, remind me to uh, when when wow. we're doing the commentary, I'll show you my scars. Oh, sure. But um, <laughs> you're gonna get a little little Jaws esque thing. No, here. I mean really, dude. They had to like, I mean, it got like to the point where it my it almost went necrotic, dude. Really? Yeah. That's pretty metal. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it was pretty. I got a hole in my leg. Cock starter. Cock st- cockatoo starter. Know, but you know, oh, framed. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like that joke. I didn't know your mama was a bird lover because she's always happy with a cockatoo, but. Uh, 
I'll take my Molotov cocktail over that one any day, good sir. Any day. Uh, yeah, I do think that, uh, we have a little, a little Garfield and Odie mm-hmm. picture in the back. We didn't see the B. Dalton bookseller or the Walden books right? in this particular mall. Right? Because that is where I would go and I would peruse and find and look at Fangoria. Exactly. And Starlog. Roger's Little Shop uh, of Pets. Yes. Of course. Of course. The of Corman, course. of course, r- r- with the original. I'm, telling you, I'm surprised or, this isn't the Corman Mall. <laughs> it's it's C- Corman Hills. Yeah, Corman. Yeah. Now, the smoke shop. There was a smoke shop there. That was actually where you'd go. I remember those. They would have all the pipes Pipe and the tobacco. Because tobacco. Mm-hmm. they always smelled so, so it smelled adult. great. It smelled great. <laughs> Crush Groove, hell's yeah! Oh shit, that's that's Crush Groove, man. That's that's the first like rap break dancing. Yeah, it is. Oh my god! And actually, that little kind of a what would you call that? The little uh, kiosk kiosk there that you would actually get at the um, mall in the Great Mall that was out in Olathe. They had one that was similar to that. They actually had a little kiosk like that for their movie theater. Oh yeah, they did, which is a shame because that was another one that was supposed to be kind of like. The, the the equivalent to the Mall of America in Minnesota. I remember the Great Mall. That that you know what my problem with the Great Mall was the carpeting always gave me like this weird vertigo vertigo thing. You'd walk around and it was matching the same thing as the little stalagmites that were coming oh, up there. That's right. And like you'd walk, but it would just kind of like it was almost like the carpet from The Shining. It would give you this weird like I'm not walking straight. Come shop with us forever. forever. <laughs> Like deals over in the <laughs> there's oh, deals shit. over in the thing. They're showing Remo Williams. Yeah, the adventure are. begins. Oh, that's great. Oh, the best kiosk at the my uh, Indian Springs, mm-hmm. Orange Julius. Oh, hell's before yeah! I, before I couldn't drink Orange Juliuses, I would tear up some you strawberry would Julius. Some... I would crush some Juliuses. There was another. There was a. Um, oh my God! It was uh, connected with an Orange Julius at Metcalf South Mall. It was on the second floor, and when you went up this particular escalator, it was right in front of you, but it was one of those places that would, back in the day, was one of the first ones that would combine ice cream and then, like, uh, crush Toppings. up. Yeah, and they would crush it up and mix it together. Like a Cold Stone? It, it, like a Cold Stone, but it was called something completely different. I cannot remember the name of it. Again, if you guys remember this, hit me up on, because I need to know, Nightmare Junk on Twitter, Nightmare Junk on Facebook. And before we, speaking of, she just pulled that flare out of her bra. Now, she's been running around for the past hour. With a big ass flare in her brazier. It's a utility brazier, okay? You could do a lot of things with that. Oh, that's tough. I, I don't know if you all have like gone through glass or done anything with glass. It it messes you up, okay? It messes you up big. See that time. scar on my arm? Right there by the knuckle? Yeah. That's from through going through a plate glass window. Ooh, wow. Charles mm-hmm. Barkley threw you or something? No, I, I, I tripped. Oh no, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Now this Actually, I've always kind of wanted to do this. Is she's me going, too going all Pollock and just getting creative uh-huh. here? Because quite honestly, you could probably that that that's odd. You could go all Warhol here and just you know break it down, explain it. Just ask Mary Warnoff, right? She knows. She knows. She she might probably was actually the one that was a uh, kind of the creative consultant on this paint. Right. It's like no, don't throw the green there. Throw blue first, then let's throw a little shade of orange here. What do you think, Paul? <laughs> well, Mary, actually, if you must know, as long as we can eat them, it's fine. Now, didn't you say Edie McClurg is in as Eating one of Rail? the swingers? As one of the swingers, that's yeah. so bizarre I and love weird. Edie McClurg. Now, I like that we we do get the final showdown here. We've got, in fact, actually, now she is the one that is actually being a little bit more scheming, proactive. Mm-hmm. 
does not compute. <laughs> and let's play. You know what? I'd like to think maybe uh, the the Canon group saw this, and this was uh, you know a little no. I guess breaking was beforehand, but we do get a little break. Raise the roof again, man. And hey, you know what? Have a nice day. Say it all. Say it for us, go. Kelly. That is the that's the way it works. And Ellis Paint Company again, McTurnan. I really think uh, Ellis himself was a you know a little sign point here. So from the the. Walking in the, uh, the the upstairs there to that, I think McTurnan, I think Verhoeven, mm-hmm. I think everyone that is an auteur pulled from Chopping Mall. It, it's a Brent Ellis paint. A Brent Ellis, oh shit. Actually, yeah. Oh yeah, Brent, no. No, Brent, no, no, Ellis. no it's, it, it sells paint and film. Ooh, nice, nice. So Brett Easton Ellis. Ellis. So you can creative there, man. I like that. I should be a director of a mall. You should be. <laughs> if they existed again. Right. Well, shit, everything's secular at this point. I I foresee. You think mall culture is going to come back? I Well, I think initially it's going to be video store culture. Mm-hmm. I really think that I we're would love see... to go to a rent. I would love to rent some movies. I would love to go to Netflix, the store mm-hmm. or Redbox, well, they did the store. a little thing. At, uh, it was called Slashback Video. Uh, it was done through uh, Shockwave's podcast. They talked about it, but they basically recreated an old video store and it was more kind of a, almost like an art ex- uh, piece, if you will. But I do foresee and I really think it's something that could survive in this day and age because I think people kind of miss that. They miss the the whole interaction. They yeah. miss actually just the browsing. Yeah. Actually, that was half the fun. And talking to somebody about a, the movie. Like, hey, have you seen this? It's a piece of garbage. And then going through Netflix and the little thumbnails, it's it not It's not the same. No, not not at all. Like, we could see the same thing. Um, for example, Halloween, the, the movie I saw during my 31 days mm-hmm. of uh, horror comedy, was garbage. And it was, in this comedy, the hilarious hijinks ensue, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... If somebody would like, no, dude, this movie sucks. You would have saved you like, a little bit of a rental. Yeah. Yeah. She's so cute. She's adorable. She's totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. Look at her just hobbling around in a little sweater and her poofy hair. And I can only imagine the fallout from all of this just in terms of, oh, the mall manager's going to be so pissed at us. Yeah, I'd sue. I'd, hells yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they're going to come back, and I've been watching a lot of SVU and Law and Order. They're going, why the hell were you guys there in the first place? Dun dun to diddle and chew gum. I've come to diddle and chew gum. And I'm all, and I'm all out, out of gum. gum. <laughs> Look, just that little turnaround, like, Hi, it is, it is a Kelly great Marie. reveal. I'm adorable. It really is. And I would have actually preferred maybe kind of like some Cannonball Run esque, like, like outtakes at this mm-hmm. point. Even mm-hmm. like the, 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 the robots slapping each other and shit. Right? Like, whoop, 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 whoop. Or them like walking out of the mall and like. Unit seven eight nine ten online like ah oh, shit. You mm-hmm. see Jim Wernowski just comes into frame like cut cut cut. Oh Miss Crampton, cramped Crampton actually with the hair. That's crimped, kinda, cramped crimped Crampton. There we go. Crimped Crampton. Now what's incredible is the fact that we are a minute, an hour and twenty minutes into this this episode. The film is done. The film's over. This is one of the leanest and meanest horror films yeah. that you can get. And my hat's off to it <laughs> right before. Yes. Boom. That's an end credit right there, man. Uh-huh. But the fact that most, if this was remade now, it'd be a two or two and a half hour long goddamn film. Yeah, which is unnecessary. But I think, okay, if they were to do it now, mm-hmm. who would they have for Graham Garrett? Garrett Paul, Graham. Garrett Graham. Uh, Paul and Mary, and who would be those? And then those what would you have? Nowadays, uh, and then Dick Miller. You would, I think, you would have to pull from some of the newer horror folks. So mm-hmm. I think you, and honestly, shit, you could probably pull Barbara Crampton again. 
just even in even in one of those minor roles because she, you see her now in Beyond the Gates. We are still here. Yeah, she is killing it in a lot of these current horror films. But I think you'd pull from like some of the same crew. You'd get like a Micah Monroe. I yeah. think you could find. Yeah, you'd have to pull from some of those people that are uh, working in like the Wingard camp. Um, uh, even shit like um, the Joe Lynch camp as well. Uh, having recently watched Mayhem, I'd love to see Samara Weaving in a film. She is phenomenal in that, and you need to check it out sometime. It's on video on demand. I was lucky enough to see it on the big screen, and oh my goodness, if you guys can, it's it's worth it. It's so damn good. Um, I, I don't know what, who, would you, who would you th- who would you who would you throw in? Uh, for Dick Miller, I'd like to see John Hamm. Ooh, that's good. God damn, that man's... He was so distractingly handsome in Baby Driver, and I... Yeah. Oh, my God. Every time yeah, he was. Shot, I was like, God damn, you're handsome. Yeah, he's a handsome dude. And he's funny. Um, but let's see. What would be a cultural genre? Again, it, again, it's nothing that it has to be within the genre, but wouldn't be distracting to anyone that doesn't understand it. Yeah. So that's, that's a tough one. I'll even throw it out to you guys. Who would you go ahead and, like, recast for Chopping Mall? Uh, you know what? I'd have Adam Green as the uh, as the um, janitor. Go. No, that'd be good. Get Adam Green killed. I'll, I'll even throw Joe Lynch in there. He's he shows up in Mayhem as well. Sporting. He could be the Graham Garrett. He yeah, could. Yeah, the they Garrett they, they yeah. could actually be. Hell, they could be. The, they could be Paul and Mary. The, yeah, they totally could. And then Barbara Crampton could be one of the engineers that gets killed. <laughs> they need. I think if they remade Chopping Mall and they kept it lean, not mm-hmm. n- not seventy minutes lean, right, but yeah, definitely an hour and a half lean, but still kept the goofiness of it. I think they could pull off something. And I could see uh, Micah Monroe as Kelly Maroney. I would definitely work. She kind of fills that nature here. So as we come to the end of the movie, guys, um, because this is dropping after Thanksgiving, uh, not only to thank you guys, uh, thank you every single one of you that have mm-hmm. listened. Uh, any of you that are you know, uh, listening to the podcast here at Phantom Podcast, um, we do appreciate it. Absolutely. it's, it's uh, We enjoy doing this. We're going to continue to do this. Um, man, um, what else do we got here? Is that it? Um, Thank you, and have a nice day. So until next week, guys, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Bye.